Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleague, Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. Good to be here. We are doing a series on infant and toddler development, um, what to expect and when to be concerned. Mm-hmm. And we are emphasizing right now language yep. development. And uh, we already talked in the last podcast about infants up to about first year of life or so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sort of the things that parents and providers can look for um, around those early early weeks and months and so we thought this time in this podcast we'd look at about a one-year-old up to a little bit maybe two or around 24 months Mm -hmm. and so just kind of what to expect in this each age group and maybe kind of Wow, what what might concern us? And also give people maybe a few tips for enhancing some of those language skills in the kids that we are working with because that's obviously part of our role. Right. right. And we all know that children come to us from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of different um, uh, uh, family of origins and situations. And so Mm -hmm. everyone has different learning needs coming into our programs. And so language uh, and speech will be different Mm -hmm. with each child. So we want to modify our activities and our lesson plans for each individual child. Right, right. And the key is engagement. Exactly. The more you talk to a child, the more those language skills will develop. Exactly. So let's look at, you know, the 12-month-old for those sort of six months between you know, that early uh, toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. And they're so sweet and age. cute. Yeah. yeah. So we would expect that a toddler would have about 20 words mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. in Which, their and, repertoire. And, of course, there are children who are going to have way more than that just based on who they are and what they what they are learning and at a pace. But that is really critical to note that there are ten to, at least 10 to 20 words that mm-hmm. you should be seeing and hearing from a child that are consistent and that are in, that they use in a purposeful fashion. Because we know that it doesn't mean that they're going to have their articulation down to a perfect T, mm-hmm. but we know that they're going to understand that when I say cup or k, k, k and, and point, that that caregiver is going to know what I want. And that's what we want to see. We want to see purposeful language, using it to get their needs met. Exactly. And so if we have a toddler who doesn't use any words, mm-hmm. we, would, we would start to look at maybe the reasons behind that. So is there going to be a speech and language issue? Does this mean, is, is this cause for concern where we would talk to the parents and maybe it's time for a referral? Or are there other things going on that we would uh, that we would investigate with the family. For instance, it's not unusual if the toddler's a second child and, and uh, there's an older preschooler mm-hmm. or even older child who's doing all the talking for him. Sure, that's happened many times. Many times. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Whenever she points, she doesn't have to use her language because right. big sister gets whatever she wants or fills in the words. Right, right. Or we discover there's been, maybe it's a hearing issue, maybe mm-hmm. there's been a uh, persistent ear infection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so many of those things can sometimes also be behind uh, word um, loss or, or um, 
not acquisition of the words that we would hope to see. Right. So many different kinds of reasons behind it. Right. And we want to see that that toddler, that when you say, oh, find your nose, and they'll be able to point to their nose, or, oh, where's your ear? Oh, show me your head, hands on your head. We want to see them start to follow through with those those directives that are in the once again foundational for helping them follow directions in other settings and and it's just it it's something that is a typical kind of rite of passage for most kids where they start to do those things and parents and caregivers do those things but then there are other children who look at you like i have no idea what you're asking mm -hmm. me that's a concern because right. you think okay what what about that process of me saying it to you where's the disconnect occurring exactly. and that's when we may need to look into other professionals delving in deeper because we we aren't able to really see how they're processing exactly or whether it's an expressive issue or a receptive issue and so receptively that in, incoming information expressively the outgoing information and you know again too it, we would want to know about family history and you know, if, if if both mom and dad work, you know, long 14-hour days, and um, don't haven't had enough time to spend with their little one doing some of these kinds of exercises, or depending on whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, however they were raised as children, sure. um, some kids come to us and they just haven't had the experience. That's it. Yeah. And so again, we that's part of our lesson lesson planning for individual uh, learning needs and and we do that those activities with little mm -hmm. ones and they boom then they start to pick it up and we're concerned when we see that they're not picking it up right because there's a range here yeah. Yes. yeah between a milestone and when we sort of expect a child to be within that range mm -hmm. so yeah it's that's your point is well taken that that referral to a specialist we want to be on top of that because right. with speech and language, wow, wonderful catch-up rate. Yeah, yes. yeah. and also, amazing. I was just talking with some providers last week, and they were talking about the fact that in the realm of speech and language concerns, they've had most the most positive success with families because parents really want their kids to be able to communicate and that's that's so critical in social play and in just in learning a child needs to show what they know somehow articulate the answers to those questions that are asked of them so it's really important to stay on top of that because there is a great catch-up rate so what would you say for those who are listening who want to enrich sort of the language uh, environment of their setting what are ways we can enrich? Well, I think staying engaged and connecting with kids all the time, talking things through with them, telling them what you're doing, always as we spoke in our last podcast about the, just even the changing of the diaper. So now we move into toddlerhood where we might be helping them put on their shoes or looking at a book and not having it just be a book on your iPhone, but mm -hmm. having it be a book where you, that child is sitting in your lap, mm -hmm. knows exactly where to park, and asks you to read, hands you the book, points to the different pictures and asks questions. You ask the child question, oh, I wonder where the blue ball is. Show me the blue ball. Oh, that I child can show you that ball. And it's, it's not just sitting in, in a drone voice reading that book. It's being interactive mm -hmm. and adapting the book different ways. You know, you have those books that kids want to hear over and over and over again so they know that story by heart and testing their knowledge of that story by reading it and changing it a little bit. Toddlers are able to do, oh, that's silly. Oh, no, that's not the name of the guy. What's his name again? And, and then the child can tell you, oh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, Rupert or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's 
building that interactive conversation, right. even Excellent. when you're reading a story. Excellent. So that's a simple, just looking at books, but then it, there's so much more. You mm -hmm. know, you're walking down the street and you're going out to the playground and you notice something on the tree. I wonder what that is. Guys, come here. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? That encouragement of curiosity and exploration. That's language development exactly. as well. Exactly. I love how you talked last week. There were some little, um, oh, dots of paper on the floor and you were like, if we were, if we had toddlers with us, we'd be walking and we'd stop and we'd say, oh wait, what, how did these little pieces of paper get on the floor? What are these pieces of paper? Yeah. I mean, everything's constantly right. wondering and right. looking and exploring. So everything is about talking about the world around them and that's giving them words mm -hmm. and it's helping them understand and make sense of this world all around them through language. Right. And, and so, so, so often kids first two-word phrases it phrases what's this what's this, what's this? or yeah. what this what this yeah. what this yeah. you know because they're so used to you saying it to yeah. them oh I love it yeah 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 so so and then and then uh, we'll sort of wrap up with that age group that's 18 months to two years so then we have our little bit older toddler and um, yeah so here we, we got our little rock stars now mm -hmm. yeah they're speaking they're using about 50 words they're naming objects they're able to you know know what a, con a bunch of those common objects are and say those things common animals colors all those things that you do with those little board books that you spend time with or mm -hmm. just looking around the world as you were saying that environment around them is filled with ways to engage in language their language is understandable for at least half of the time you know once again that purposeful language there may be things that you're not sure they're you're, of what they're wanting but through their eye gaze or their point you know mm -hmm. you can clue in and say oh I think you want this thing and then they can tell you no or whatever they might get frustrated initially but what they know is that you're going to work your darndest to try to figure out what they're trying to, to get from you as far as that language and once again that breeds success and skill development they can follow those two-step directions too mm -hmm. which is huge and they start to speak in more full sentences some of the kids at that age and again there's a range of what's typical right and and you know you can see some communication between peers yeah that's I mean, the cutest thing in the know. world when they're laughing with each other and about the silliest thing and you don't even know what it is necessarily but that is that back and forth feedback that they're so in, they're so excited about uh -huh. yeah. and the language helps them it's it's a it's a lot you know it's a it's a whole you know what comes first you know is probably the question but you know they're they are beginning to learn to play together they're mm -hmm. beginning to learn about friendship so some of that's language so the language enhances the play but the play enhances the language right. and so yeah. it's all part of this and without that language then that it interferes with their social development, and, sure. and then and and that's another red flag we would look for: kids mm -hmm. who really are isolate themselves, don't want to engage with other children, other peers, mm -hmm. who aren't using language, as you mm -hmm. said, in that purposeful way, mm -hmm. who aren't communicating with us what their needs are. By two, you know, we would be expecting children to try to tell us what their needs are right. in some fashion. Right. And being more aware of their peers and their peers' names, you know, you can say, "Show me Josie. Where's Josie?" And the child will look in Josie's direction, and she might. And then the child who has 50 words might say, "Right there, there mm -hmm. she is," you know, whatever. And just that that business of 
starting those conversations, that's exciting. It's so much fun for them to realize that they have this power. Right. Language is power for kids, right. and then when they figure out that it works and it gets their needs met, it's going to want, make them want to talk all the more. And so helping these 18- to 2-year-old uh, uh, children um, develop these skills, I mean, for those who are listening as we as we conclude, certainly the dramatic play. Yeah, you're whole, right. You know, that's a great place for mm -hmm. kids to get to go in and just... Pretend. Pretend. Pretend, pretend to be a grown-up. Mm -hmm. Serve Learning the food. Learning those yeah. skills. Beginning those rudim ru very rudimentary um, pretend skills, mm -hmm. and imitation skills, and right. talking to one another, pretending to be mama or daddy. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. It's such an explosion time for growth in kids. And that's why we also see such strong behaviors, too, because there's this extreme in development. All of a sudden, it's like they've shifted into high gear, and they're soaking everything up like a sponge. But then that's a lot to process, too. So you might see kids who are waking up and crying in the middle of a nap or in the middle of the nighttime or because there's so much going on in their little brain, and their development is just so quick at that time because you look at they're going from this infant that's non-ambulatory that's needed to be carried around in someone's eye arms to this right. walking talking thinking machine that is just a whole new person right so we want to give them all this play time right, right. so they can again um, practice all these great new language right. skills and roll down hills and climb on things and all those things Fabulous. Well, this has been fun. I hope it's been useful to the, those who are listening. We're going to go through um, motor development with infants and toddlers and also social emotional. social emotional. And again, do the what to expect and, and maybe some red flags for when to be concerned. So mm -hmm. I hope everyone will, um, will sure, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, tune yeah. in. Thank you, Priscilla. All right. Thanks, Cindy. That's all for now. See you 